sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. All right, Tony, I think that was the end of the of the of the sound yet again. I have to guess again because for some reason, uh, now that I'm back in Illinois, I can no longer hear the uh, things we play, the the drops we play. So that's pretty funny. A nice addition, I think, to the podcast is is something happening for 30 seconds and me just sort of not sitting still and wondering <laughs> what's going on. I like it. Uh, this is Griff. It's the Beer Engine Podcast, of course. And I am joined, as usual, by our podcast top uh, resident NBA expert. It's Tony. Tony, give me... Uh, I've, I've gotten back into the playoffs now that we are... Uh, uh, back home, I have some time to watch TV. Feeling pretty good about it. Putting some bets on the games. What's your breakdown so far? About halfway through the first round, maybe. Uh, Clippers are terrible. Not a hot take. That's just a fact. They are an awful team. They blamed Doc Rivers last year. Doc Rivers is not John Wooden. Yeah, let's not let's be honest. Anymore, he's, yeah. he's a decent NBA coach. He's a top fifteen NBA coach. But the way he was treated last year, that he was the reason for the entire Clipper night. Clippers organization falling in a hole is ridiculous. Um, other things, I think Utah, again, out west. Utah's good. I think Utah are the worst number one seed of all time. I think it broke perfect for them. I think they, they're going to get out of no, the first no, round. On. Yeah, okay. So Utah, I think, is a good team, but I think Utah is better. Remember that year that Atlanta was a number one? That's when was in that? the East, though. The East doesn't count. No. Yeah, that's true. Good point, yeah. But that's a similar situation. They're, they're two comparable teams where there's no genuine star. I don't care what people say. Donovan Mitchell, next-level scorer, but would I have him in the top 20 players in the NBA? He's line ball. He's mm, right yeah, there. Good point, yeah. So for, for them to be a number one seed, I certainly wouldn't have uh, Rudy Gobert in there. Again, top three NBA defender but he doesn't do yep. much on the offensive side other than run a couple of pick and rolls. Um, so I, th- I think they're a great side. Depends. I think they're, they're a yeah. great three seed, a great four seed, an unbelievable five seed, but a terrible number one seed. And that's just the way I, I look at it. Because um, you, you look at the teams that were below them and why they're below them, um, a lot of reasons, a lot of, a lot of things have broken their way correctly, even with with Denver. Denver, I think, are a better Denver, team, yeah. but missing Murray certainly hurt them. Um, and um, yeah, I would, I, I kind of like that little uh, Ar- Argentine feller, though. Is he Argentine? Who is it? Composo? That guy think is he's Argentinian. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a guy to follow. He's a fun guy to watch. He's got, he's got um. I don't know. I, I guess I'm this is racist or whatever, but I just yep. he gives me big um Berea vibes. Remember him? He still plays for um Dallas, doesn't he? Yeah, JJ he's like, Berea. He's like six he's like sixty five years old, yeah. He is. It's really good. I love Milwaukee guys. Milwaukee looking awful good, aren't they? I, I like Milwaukee. It's round one of the playoffs. It's Milwaukee. Get to round two and round three. That's a different story. And this year's Miami is not last year's Miami. That everything broke from no, Miami not. last year, and when Jimmy gets his back up, you you've witnessed it. You're a you're a Bulls fan. You know how Jimmy rolls when he's 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 
really got an axe to grind. He doesn't have that axe to grind this year. He's he's just regular Jimmy Butler, which is fucking good, but it's not yeah. take everything on his back not and same, yeah. obliterate people. Um, everything's everything's his problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, when he uh, when he when he when he brings it brings it on, like or when he feels the uh, he feels the rush or something of like everybody's doubting me. He he goes hard, but. Now I think he he's a little chill this year. He's a little he's a little more easygoing. Yeah, and he's yeah, probably it's, still it's all right. I mean, he's still playing pretty well, but he's not he's not up there like he was last year. Yeah, he's a little more chill. He's he's gone from the most intense player in the NBA to just top five intense players in the NBA. That's that's the way Jimmy rolls, and I think the problem with Miami is going to be the same thing that happens to Jimmy everywhere he plays. Eventually, he wears a, on the whole staff. He's got a lot of tibs in in the way he goes about things. So they were they were perfect for each other, but they hate oh. each other or whatever. So it's very weird. It uh, is very he, weird. maybe he will end up with the Knicks. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, <laughs> that would be weird, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it's been fun to watch. Good to get back into some games. Uh, I do want to apologize to everybody. Ever since I returned home to Midwest, I have become a absolute mess in the allergy department. Today I did just see big white cottony things blowing through the air. That can't be good. I don't think that can't be good for my allergies. So I am feeling the effects of that. Been going outside a lot too, just because it's nice out. So I try to get outside, but it ultimately does damage to me. So um, my 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 HP is low in the in terms of voice and sniffles. So uh, apologies in advance to the crew out there listening. Tony, we've been drinking beers this week. I'm actually, Tony, I wanted to point out the beer I'm drinking right now. Uh, I am drinking a Tank 7, a classic, a favorite of mine that my friend Craig gave me. Now, are they um, canceled or are they still good? Oh, so I would say they are... Um, hmm. Remember when we were trying to figure out how canceled people were? I need a canceled scale. I would say they are not a Tier 5 red... Tier red yep. level. What's what's the top one? Like an F tier, whatever. They're not yeah. F tier level canceled. Uh, Bill Cosby. Let, let's let's break it down. You've no. got you've got no. Bill Cosby. That's five. That's Tired Hands and Hill Farmstead. Yeah. Okay. Is up there. Uh, level three. So coming down the scale, that is Louis C K. And okay. <laughs> he got wow. And and level one, Bill O'Reilly. Because that didn't I affect think, his I career at all. Yeah, well, okay, but he should that, have been more. That helped his him. brand. With yeah, the falafel. I was going to say that's just good for his brand. I think bull of the falafel. I love the falafel. And the I I'll, I'll I wish we we got to find that audio so we can play it where it's the <sighs> yeah like we do big boobs talking about the yeah that's it sounds like a six year old is or not six maybe a fourteen year old wrote it or something. I have an unhealthy Anyways, obsession with Bill O'Reilly. Uh, I don't know where guessed. Boulevard. I don't know where Boulevard fits in. Um, they made mistakes, but there was um, it's bad. So I guess I maybe I shouldn't be drinking. I, a friend who is brewing with them did give this to me. He is uh, he's an employee of the brewery, and he works for. He doesn't necessarily, and you'll know this if you ever, Tony. I'm sure you've had to work for somebody you didn't totally believe in everything they've ever done. Um, I, except Tony's not really had to do a Tony work. Tony worked for years. He's retired. Um, 
he, you know, so he worked for decades in the coal mines, I think, or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to, just to skip Had over lava. that. But uh, yep. I work, I work for a company that will go unnamed that I don't necessarily believe in everything they ever do. I think they have stupid policies and I work under a business, a, 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 a economic system that I think is shitty and I think has shitty people involved in it. I work for a company that has shitty people involved in it, but sometimes they get free shit and I take it. And that's what happened at Boulevard was he gave me some free shit. And this free shit was some low fills of tank seven. And I'm just going to, I'm going to drink them. I'm going <laughs> to drink these low fills of tank seven. They're free. They taste great. It's a great beer. Boulevard's made a lot of mistakes. They had, they have all the money and capability of writing those mistakes. And I hope they do Lord willing. They will. Cause it's a great brewery, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Yep. I don't think anybody will come out unscathed out of this whole thing, and perhaps nobody should. That's perhaps my moral once I've actually thought about everything we discussed last week. Does anybody, unless yep. you were a true activist, deserve to come out of this unscathed? Even if you only did minor things, you stood by and were probably complicit to other factors in the industry. So, yeah. Yeah, nobody's going to get a freebie here, and I think that's okay. Uh, they don't. They shouldn't get one. Everybody should be. Uh, the the industry it will get what it deserves. As you know, I wish more industries would, but this one hopefully will. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, when uh, you Bruce, when you say that, oh, that's sort of the way a lot of Fox News capitals, traditional Republicans, kind of think about the economic system, and I don't believe that works. Maybe in this case it will, but oh, maybe no, maybe the whole industry will just shake it. Yeah, but maybe the whole industry will shake it off, and they'll just go, "Our bad," and move on. These people can continue to be in power. People will continue to be oppressed, and and yeah, who knows? I don't I, think I don't think boycotts do anything. No. Right? I don't think if if nobody. Liberal people are still going to Chick Fil A, and people are still going to Walmart, and people are still going to In and Out, Target, or whoever. And you're dealing with every. So I'm not saying it's okay that they do this, but you're not going to vote for with your dollar. Correct. You're going to have to. You you need to vote with your fucking ballot, dipshit. I mean, yep. that's maybe that would be a nice, smart move. Um, and and we actually elect people who can make a real change in the labor industry, labor industry in labor. Because in the end, what this comes down to isn't just brewing. I mean, brewing does foment a culture. We'll say I should say it ferments uh-huh, a culture of uh, shitty behavior because it's traditionally very male dominated. But how many industries are a million of them are? So if you if we want real change, it has to come through labor and labor activism and organization of labor and better pay. Improved wages, improved benefits, improved protection, all that other stuff that doesn't exist here. So until until you vote with your fucking head, right, <laughs> uh, and your um, and put some names on these ballots that are actually going to make a real difference, you're just going to be you're going to be cha- you're going to be barking up the wrong trees, right? You're going to be saying, oh, "I'm not going to buy my three ninety nine fucking t- chicken tenders at Raisin Cane's anymore because that guy is mean or something." I don't know. Don't. That's not going to cut it. You know, it's just not going to cut it. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's all we're going to. I'm done with that topic. I'm done making an asshole of myself. The uh, the Tank 7 tastes good. 
uh, Boulevard fucked up really bad. Both things are true, unfortunately. So that's just how we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work through this. Tony, what were you drinking this week? I I was drinking a lot of things. A lot of things that I bought. Not in bulk, but I bought more than one of, and that's sort of a trend lately. Rather than I've been buying one or two cans of something, I buy a four-pack of something. So I've really been enjoying the uh, Timothy Tomothy Slam. Um, mm-hmm. I, I bought some Belter XPA. Um, I bought some Colonial IPA. So there's been a broad range of things. I also had um, a... Mandarin sour. Are you familiar with the mandarin as a fruit? Is that a thing in America? Is it like a little orange, a tiny orange? Exactly, like a tiny orange. We we separate yeah. them from oranges. You have oranges and you have mandarins for whatever reason. They they look very similar, but a mandarin is more UFO shaped and it's much smaller. And yeah, yeah we have those. We we sell them in giant bags for little kids. I actually did buy a bag recently. They're very sweet, but I do like them. Yeah, yours are probably sweeter than ours. Ours, some of the time, have great balance. Other times, they are just sugar bombs. You're right there. But when you get a nice bit of acid, they work really well. But what I find really interesting about them is their their peel is more fragrant than anything else, almost always. And that's what came across in this beer. It was a really um, fragrant sort of mandarin flavour. Um, it wasn't um, anything to write home about as far as a sour good. goes. Um, just an yeah. easy drinking, like a, a, a four sour, just super, super crushable, 5%, just, yeah, every day, just, just beer. Yeah. It's great. What about yourself? One of the, one of the, one of the beers somebody threw at me, or actually our, my buddy at Boulevard passed to me, was a beer called Easy Sport, and it was like a kind of a really light, wheat beer um, from Boulevard that had tangerines in it. And it's supposed to be like low calorie. It was like 95 calories or something. Drank really nice. I really liked that beer. It had a nice, nice orange, slight orange flavor. Um, my favorite beer this week, Tony, though, that I want to talk about. This was a beer I got from a friend as well. Actually, it's from our, our friend and listener, Nick. Uh, picked these up for me from Distill in Bloomington. And this was the Brewer's Blend of Dos Vidania. I've talked about Dos Vidania here before. You have. Tony, what's that What's that mean in Russian? Thank you. That's yes. Something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was yeah. trying to work it out. I don't think people could hear me trying to work it out. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. Anyway, so this was a, it's a Brewer's Blend, custom Brewer's Blend of barrel-aged beers. So it was a blend of bourbon barrel Dos Vidania, rye barrel Dos Vidania, 2018 rye barrel Belgian Imperial Stout, and 2018 rye barrel barley wine. Wow. And it was really, really, really tasty. I enjoyed this beer quite a bit. Um, it was nice after drinking some of the Horace Stouts to drink something that was straight, like, fusel barrel flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I, loved, I loved that. Oh, I, I get that. It was very considering, good. Um, how much the Horace have adjuncts, but... Please tell me that it wasn't all fusel. It was a bit bit of vanilla no, or something going on there. No, <laughs> yeah, there's vanilla mean. and toffee and all that stuff, of course. But I was just like, give me some sharpness. I want to taste that barrel. I want to taste some bourbon here. Um, and it gave, me, it gave that to me because that's what I really wanted. Um, just something drier, something less sweet. It was still sweet, obviously. It's a bunch of 12 and 13% stout, <laughs> but um, it, it was very tasty. Um, now it's time for a classic segment. Beloved by all, it's time for Griff's 
Logger of the Week. Aha, perfect. Oh, there it is. All right. You know, here we're good. All right. So Griff's Logger of the Week presented to you by Griff's Loggers. He doesn't have any yet. Sorry. Um, this week, Tony had to go out to a town called St. Charles, Illinois, where I will uh, be living temporarily. Um, kind of cool. And um, I drank a beer at Riverlands Brewing Company. I've talked about Riverlands before. Very good brewery. And they have uh, a Pilsner called Kayak. Delicious Pilsner. Hallertau hops. Yummy. I don't know what else to say about it. It's <laughs> yummy. It's clear. It tastes good. It tastes like it's pretty hoppy for um, even at like a, I would say this is a, I don't know. I'm going to call it a German pills. I would say it's, I mean, I know that those are supposed to be pretty bright, but um, it finished very clean, very easy to drink. It was pretty toasty outside, so I probably drank it in about 12 minutes or something, I think. Knocked this pint off, so very good. That's a good pills, Tony. I liked it. Yeah, I, I think that's really the key about a great pills is you can knock it off in 12 minutes, but you can also sit on one for half an hour, being exactly the same beer depending on your mood. That's that's where I find um, pills is really, really valuable. It's like if I'm in a mood to slam a beer down in 12 minutes pilsner if i'm in the mood to just sit on a beer have a chat eat a eat a meal pilsner perfect beer for that yeah yeah at least if you're inside i think i was outside for this oh tony i didn't tell you about this there was a live band (laughs) there was some live music going on at this place and i don't i'm not going to dox them because i don't know their names thank god but it was an acoustic guitar player and this lady singing and the guitar and they were just doing covers. They were doing like 90s, 80s, 90s covers. Dude, they were so bad. Oh, my God. And they were it wasn't like they were children or school of rock kids or anything. They were just awful. Oh, <laughs> oh they're acting my. Uh, uh, oh, man. So the girl sang like she's driving in her car. <laughs> I mean, just just barely sort of inching out the words of her, of like pronunci pronounce uh pronouncing the words to get out of her mouth and the guy the guitar playing was whatever mediocre i guess yeah but just really really horrific um really horrific singing and i i don't know their names so i can't tell you who they were but they were really bad uh so don't do not do not bother with whoever that was it's was really bad <laughs> now is beautiful um, tap room or um, brewery music the worst. Like I've had a couple of terrible ex- experiences similar to what you're talking about. Like a woman with a um, essentially keyboard and a one man band sort of thing that she's got going on with a drum machine with with yes. the whole um, set list programmed into it, and somebody who might have been good twenty five years ago when she was. 25 but when she's 50 sitting there with her keyboard nobody's paying attention and she's just making the place loud it is terrible i mean we were outside i I felt bad because we had to finish our beers and i was like why don't we have our last beer inside so he just sort of like (laughs) left i'm like bye you know (laughs) oh yeah I, i i actually have i don't have a lot of patience for adults 
who are doing gigs and collecting money, presumably that have no comprehension of how bad they are <laughs> um, for ch- children, whatever, you know, even high school kids that you're like, I mean, I taught high school drumline for years and, you know, whatever. You just sort of deal with kids who are of varying capability that don't have the awareness to be able to tell. But my goodness, when you have just these these 35, 36, 40, 50 year old people there, it's like, well, I just suck. Here, I mean, if you're going to do that, hey, record a beer podcast if you're just going to suck for an hour and an hour and a half, right? I was about to say that. Up, if you're going to be a grown up who wants to who wants to suck ass and sound like shit for an hour, <laughs> I got there's a medium for that, right? It's podcasting, <laughs> yep, and at least it's... then you won't have to force it onto anybody. There, at least then you can just blame the audience, which is what I do, right? Hey, you don't like this? Fuck, hit pause, idiot. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You know, tear it off. <laughs> now it would be different if we owned a beer bar. And we're piping this in while people were trying to uh, just have a, have a lovely beer. That would be a different story. You can turn this shit off. You've got the pause button on your fucking iPhone, iPad, yeah. Zoom. Um, your what? Zoom, yep, your Zoom. <laughs> yep, your iPad, your iPod mini. Your um, iRiver. You remember those things, the iRiver? Oh, I remember those, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's wild. So, yeah, uh, it was not good music. Um, there's just, there's better outlets for someone in their, say, mid thirties living in the suburbs. Yeah. Get a Um, podcast. Yeah. Get a podcast. You can, you can, you can do whatever you want on here, baby. And we've tried, I think. (laughs) Um, Tony, another thing, uh, I want to, so we, we, we did want to talk a little bit this week. We previewed it last week. And we talked about it for many weeks beforehand. We wanted to talk a little bit about my haul across the country. Um, but before I do that, actually, I, I do want to not, I don't want to miss this. I want to talk about our discord. Okay. So let's talk about our discord really quick yeah. before I go into the, the odyssey we took across the nation. Um, gang, you guys can get on our discord, by the way, by messaging us on Instagram or emailing me or maybe tweeting me if I ever see it. Who knows? You know, couldn't tell you. But had some some decent activity out there. I thought Nick, you know, Nick Torque is a great uh, addition to our our Discord. I love having him here. He's posted a few more than a few things that have made me very jealous of him, um, including his his pictures from the Ondex Brewing Brewery in Germany. God, that was just killer. I was so jealous of that. Um, so some good. Some good discussion out there. Uh, did want to feature a couple beers we saw out this week. Um, our friend Max Allotment was out there posting some Oak Age Lager. Pretty cool. That looked pretty good, right? That Schwartz beer, Tony? Yeah. What did you think of that? I, I thought that looked great. Now, he, I think it was him that was saying he's not normally a fan of Oak Age Lagers, but this was an exception. Now, where do you stand on the whole Oak Aged Lagers? I'm a fan. Maybe it's just I'm a like weird them. one there. Uh, it depends. I mean, sometimes my palate doesn't feel like it's good enough to detect all of the, the wood aging. <laughs> um, I did love, I had a Pilsner, a Fudra, uh, aged Pilsner from burial last year that I thought was about the goddamn bomb. I mean, I, it didn't just taste like wood so much as I got like just a richer conditioning element to me. I don't know what the wood has to do with that, but it just felt more like it had that, you know that lager yeast 
yep. richness that it gets. Uh, it felt like it, 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 something about it must've, must've made that stick. I don't know what it was, but, um, I, I don't mind. I like the Oak age stuff. Um, maybe it just has to do with being maybe a little less filtered or something. Typically with the Oak age beers, they, it, I don't know. It depends on what they're making, but maybe they aren't centrifuging it or, or filtering it quite as hard or something because it, it gets a little more of that yeast character to me. Who really knows what it's doing, but I, I'm a big fan of it. I think you're right in the fact that it does round things out a little little more than in stainless for whatever reason. Maybe it's just because they're taking a little bit more time. Maybe it's in the wood a little bit longer than stainless. I don't know. Yep. But I just think... It's longer to condition. Yeah. On, on the whole, it's it's the tiny bit more balanced. And I, I like that oak and... I, I don't think oak is subtle. I don't pick out all the nuances. I, I couldn't tell you... That this is like a Too stupid. Yeah, it, it's oak. It's yep. delicious. I like what oak does to beers, whether they're blonde mm. or whether they're dark. Actually, speaking of oak on a on a beer, uh, they had DBA on draft over at Iron and Glass when I got home, and I had some DBA, and it's fucking good, dude. <laughs> DBA <laughs> so is the good. greatest. I've I've had quite yeah. a bit of dba i had some in america yeah. but i also had some in australia we got some and used by date was oh, yeah, canned on date or bottled on date was not that far out and it's like i've got to get this i know how good it is when it's relatively fresh it's just what a, a great beer. beer it is yep our, our buddy max lotman also posted this pint house pizza ipa today uh, as we're recording this today today again do not get caught up in what today means. It's not today for you. It's today for me. Um, but this Pine House Pizza IP, I've had some Pine House Pizza stuff. They're from Austin, Tony. Really good. This looks really good, too. This has a nice, like, translucent look to it. I would think this is a very draw. Either a, It's either a very, it's a neo-West Coast or a very dry East Coast. It's funny <laughs> how you can't tell with the color anymore. It's one of those, right? It's pretty, that's what it is, yeah. right? It is. Yep. <laughs> it's it's one of those. And then of course Tyler drinking the Heliostat, my man. It's a classic. Now um, Tony G my, my big meringue beer. That's crazy, huh? That was. Have you started doing research into lager breweries to expand your West Coast infrastructure for lager? I, I, I know there there's probably quite a few specialty lager breweries in the West Coast area, but you've you in Chicago have some truly great ones by the sound of it, Heliostat being one of many. Yeah, Metro, uh, Metro and Metro, Dovetail, yeah. Yeah. Are you starting to search out those everyday griff lagers at this point? Yeah, or that's something yeah. you'll discover when you get there? Oh, I mean, I've been, I had been there for four months. I think I should have been doing some discovering. But um, so in San Diego, in the Oceanside-ish area is a brewery called Epig, E-P-P-I-G, and they make some great lager. So that was one that I was turned on to uh, by a friend. Um, so I, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Um, typically for lager, I'm going to not spe necessarily specialty lager breweries, but ones that are just cranking good stuff out. So Freem yep, I think is a more traditional it. brewery that cranks a lot of good good lager out. Trumer Pills, I mean, Trumer only makes that beer. That's the yep. only beer they make. And that shit's delicious. And it's 749 a six-pack. 
Um, what? I'm trying to think of some other. That yeah. is a bargain. Yeah, it's a steal, dude. It's the best. Um, I'm trying. You know, the the specialty breweries out there focus on hops, and I'm sort of willing, I think, to accept that change to a degree. Okay. Where I'm, I'm kind of willing to say I'm going to move from a traditional a brewery and of a more traditional set that focuses on lager to one that's more like a pizza port, a a virgin um, that focuses on traditional well traditional in air quotes we'll say maybe the 90s style west coast ipa or whatever you know yep um to me that's kind of good um that's an okay switch because i know i can get the fact is get being able to get free pilsner whenever i want i mean that's as good as almost anything in, in, in illinois you're gonna get anyways freem and Tremor, and um oh there was another one i kept drinking and i can't I can't put my finger on it right now, but there is another there is another pills that I was I was hot on too that I was I was knocking off. And then the other thing is I uh, I fully suspect Tony. My belief is that Dovetail is going to be shipping to Nevada by the end of the year. So if I wow. really want some fancy lager, I can just get my Dovetail shipped to me by by them. So we'll just go with it that way. It's all right. But I will miss those breweries. But it'll be you know what I'm okay switching from. From if I got to switch from Dovetail to Boneyard and just have different types of beers, Boneyard does fucking kick ass. So I think we just deal with that, you know. No, it's all right. It's all right. Um, anything else on the on the Discord? Trying to see, we had a couple gambling wins that were posted up there. Um, Let's talk oh, about dude, your Nick gambling wins. Oh no, it Nick wasn't Torx, on the I'm, Discord. Sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at Nick Torque's post, and I'm like, shit, I should have done that. <laughs> Because I liked it, and Man United did score today. <laughs> Fuck, um, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I had a little, I had a little win on the Bucks. Thank you, the Milwaukee Bucks, for kicking the shit out of Miami on uh, on whatever day that was. They and they paid uh, my my three my three part same game parlay, which you can't do in Nevada, I don't think, but you can do here in Illinois, baby. Um, on the Bucks on the spread. The total and the total in the first quarter, no trouble with any any of those. Uh, cleared all of them by ten, <laughs> so not a problem. Um, I did see Tyler's. Uh, what is this? A five team? Yeah, this is a five team baseball parlay plus forty two hundred. And he just fucking Houston cheaters, man. They couldn't cheat for him on the day he needed it. I'm sorry, buddy. Five team parlay, you might as well just throw your money in the garbage. Yeah, of course. That's what we're trying to do, Tony. We're trying to put our money in the garbage. I'm sick of having it. Um, I do have to have my buddy my buddy Nick on because I wanted to talk about it. he's had he's had a some gambling success lately that not to spoil it, but it goes beyond my sort of purview of the possibilities of gambling. So I would like to have him on for 15 minutes to talk about that at some point. We'll see if he'll do it because I think he's embarrassed by it too. But he had a, he had a run for the ages, we'll call it. Um, and I'd like him to, if he's interested, I'd, I'd love for him to come on and talk about it. But heard about that this week when I, when I met up with him uh, earlier on uh, in the week. So 
Pretty good. So, Tony, that's our Discord. Like I said, gang, get in there. Come play Come play around with us in there. Post your wins, post your losses, post your beers, post your other shit that you're doing, your memes. Who gives a shit? Let's do it. You can just ping us over at uh, on Instagram or whatever. Now. Uh, cool. Yes. In my current presence, not the people listening to us, not their presence, but what's happening right now is I'm watching the um, – Philadelphia 76ers take on the Washington Bullets. See what uh, I did yes. there. Um, the Wizards, as they say. And Dwight Howard just picked up a technical. Just thought I would point that out. Shocker. Dwight Howard picks up a technical. Who has played for just about every team in the NBA when you think about it. There's not many he's missed. Lakers twice. Orlando Magic. Uh, who else has he played with? Houston? Uh, Dwight played for Houston, and that was good Dwight, good-ish Dwight. He played for, who's he? He's with Washington now? No, he's with Philly. He's he's the backup center. Oh, that's right, he's with Philly. Yep. Um, boy, uh, he's he's been around. Yeah, the Lakers twice. Orlando was the only good Dwight. Um Really, the most meaningful Dwight Houston. He was okay, but he was such a he was such a nuisance. He was hor- he was so bad on the Dream Team Eight or whatever they were that uh, they they won the gold medal, but everybody hated him so much that he couldn't <laughs> find a team to play for after that. Yeah, he's turned it around recently. I will say he's um he's a probably the best backup center in the NBA right now. Probably about oh, sure yeah about the twenty mid, late. Sorry. Yeah, late teens, early 20s centre in the NBA. That's where I would rank him. And that probably just says the, that we haven't got many centres in the NBA that I would I would rate. Like, like when Chicago's yeah, centre is running now, yeah. rated in the top 10 of centres, you know we're in bad shape. Not a big fan of Ooch. Oh, come on. All right, whatever. Who cares? The Bulls aren't in it. We're going to have a different team next year anyways. Um. So, Tony, I think we've talked enough at this point about how I'm moving. I am moving. I've been doing shit to move. I did want a quick highlight, and we did talk about this on the Discord, that the other day I did dump out about 60 or 70 beers into the sink. Really? Um, Yeah. They were all probably about 10 years old, I would say, sitting in my basement. A a lot of 10-year-old homebrew. Okay, Um, fair enough. That's gonna you, go. You know that I will say this. I was proud that it was carbonated. All of it was still carved. <laughs> did which you means that sample any of it? I did something. Oh God, no, 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 no. Um, actually, I would say my homebrew. While my homebrew was when when I was brewing, you know, many many years ago, um, I brewed from extract. I was not a. I mean, Tony was a much more capable brewer than I was. My beers came out. Okay, I was always proud because what I, I would try to make stuff that I couldn't find in the market. So I would be like, I'm going to make a pale ale with a shitload of rosemary in it because I love the taste of rosemary and I think it'd be interesting in a beer. And it was good in the beer. It tasted great. It has that nice kind of distinct rosemary sweet herbal flavor that was pretty good. Um, I made a, a Hefeweizen with papaya. I made a... Um, and those beers were fine, but they were all, I could not, I just wasn't good enough and it didn't have good enough yeast and good enough sugar development to ferment them out. So they're all pretty estery, I would say, yep. uh, to a degree. 
um, not funky or sour, but just had like enough of an estery flavor that you're like, okay, I know this isn't as good as if a, you know, a professional. Now, uh, if I was brewing on like real shit, you know, yeah, which was fine. So for ten after ten years, none of those beers were going to hold up. I not- just dumped them. Also, just had some other ten year old garbage and really some rank shit from commercial breweries. That smelled way worse than my shit did, just to be fair. I mean, just real stanky-ass stuff that was just putrid. So it just all went in the recycling, Tony. I mean, it's just gone now. I dumped it all out. Dumped it in four at a time, like it was Badlands Chugs' mouth. Just four, four at a time, pouring them in there. Double barreling into the sink. And he was out of there. Uh, it was fine, so... That's over. It's over. I'm I'm moving still. It's still happening. And that, that was the funny story this week. Yep. Well, let's let's talk about your first move across country because you're going to make this this move yeah. permanent coming up soon. Let's talk about your road trip. We we spoke about it sort of in bits and pieces, but but give us a recap of the drive across country and and what so, you actually saw, not what you saw as far as the countryside, but what you saw in breweries, in in yeah. beer places, in beer cities. Tell us about it. So I posted on Instagram a picture of our route before we left. And Tony, I don't know if you saw the picture, but the picture goes a little bit in a uh, – it goes a little backwards, right, because we <laughs> went out to California before we could come home. And I think I have told this story 50 times now, but probably not in this podcast, is that the there, there were two reasons we did that. And one of them got canceled. One of them was to go pick up my shit from, from Horace. Um, but alas, he moved the pickup from Saturday to Sunday of that week. <laughs> so I couldn't actually pick my beer up. Um, so my buddy Frank still had to go pick it up. Whatever. So the other reason was because, and I'm not sure I mentioned this here, I don't think I did, was because uh, you can't drive a rental car in Nevada, or it's it's very hard to get a rental car in Nevada that you can drive within any states but four different states, Nevada, California, Arizona, Utah. And uh, so what I had to do was get a car, drive it to California, drop it off, and get a new car. From from whoever. So uh, throw all our shit in a minivan. Uh, just be, we got a minivan out of pure luck. I had to go to the Four Queens to pick it up. The Four Queens is stinky. Smells bad in there. I hate it. Not a good smelling casino. Didn't gamble there. It's fine. Um, and then uh, just threw everything in there. But then when we got to Carlsbad, they did not give us a minivan. We got a Nissan Altima which is not very big. We <laughs> no. had to take all of our shit out of the minivan, and Kelly had to Tetris it into the Altima. Pretty remarkable how she did it. Couldn't believe we got it all in there. And then we went to Carlsbad for the day. We've talked about Carlsbad on here before. I love those breweries. Uh, we've talked about Virgin, the $5 I think. Cheeseburger, Virgin. aren't they? Oh, that's Carl's Jr. Oh, Carl's, Carl's bad. <laughs> Carl's bad would be a funny name for Carl's Jr., <laughs> Carl's bad. <laughs> That'd be a good. They should just call themselves Carl's bad. This is welcome. The funny thing about that area, Tony, is they actually have this like local burger place called Angelo's, which has like three locations, but they've clearly taken over old in and outs. So they've just crammed their name into the in and out logo somehow. 
Very weird. Um, but we've talked about those groupies before. I love Pizza Port. We know I love Pizza Port. They had all the good stuff on, the classics. Uh, we went to Burgeon. Burgeon is lovely, great brewery. Um, oh, we, had, we had a great time in Carlsbad. Did um, you go to Legoland, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Everybody asked me this about going to Legoland. How did you know there was Legoland there? Because I wanted to know exactly where, where Carlsbad was on the map. And so I put Carlsbad into Google. First thing that popped up was Legoland. And I fucking love, love Lego as as a thing. It's the toy that I grew up with. I'm sure you did as well. Sure. But like yeah, when I, I was sick in hospital, that's when I got a new Lego Technics. Um, I had a huge just plane set that I could make shit out of. I had all the different sets. I almost want to get some of the more extravagant pieces as an adult. And then I think, I'm an adult. I'm not going to get Lego. Like I want to get the yeah, the, right. the Porsche Technic that's that's five hundred and fifty bucks. I want to get the okay. Bugatti Veyron. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap. Lego is not cheap at all. Not for the good stuff. Not for the stuff that I want to build. I don't just want to build like Lego City stuff. I want to build the real shit. You don't want to make like a Duplo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's um. That's what I'm doing. It's no problem. <laughs> so Carlsbad was good. Carlsbad, I think, is sort of old hat. Um, but but we, we had a great time. Pizza Port is a classic. I mean, couldn't couldn't complain about a thing there. Um, but we, we've talked about that on previous shows. So the next day, we headed up to um, the Central Coast, uh, Santa Barbara area. Met up with a couple friends there for the night. And uh, went to a, a, a tap room, Tony, called Llama Dog. That's a and this great place, name. yeah, good name. Yep. Um, and they had some Russian River on draft. Good. Had no Pliny, but they had Blind Pig on draft. So I just knocked off two Blind Pigs. I was like, I'm, I'm good. Give me those. Uh, that was delicious. And then this is actually a big wine, wine territory, Tony. This area of the of the country is wine country. So, um. And a lot of the wineries in that area kind of specialize in what you would call natural wine, uh, if you're familiar with that term. So they tend to be more like open fermented, no sulfites yep. type wines. It's the Saison of wine, I say. Um, so it's very dry, minerally type wines, and I love them. So, And these these two that we were hanging out with are, are big into that. So they had set us up some appointments with them to go do tastings at a, at a handful of the wineries there. If you need any recommendations on that, I would recommend the ones we went to. Um, the only one who I can remember right now is called So Fresh by Stolpman Vineyards, and it was extremely, extremely good shit. Um, the Gamay was fire. It, was, that- it, had, it has all the character of Saison to me. It has all that funk, minerality stuff, but just without the barley part. So highly recommend that. I will say their branding needs a little bit of work because that sounded like a supermarket brand of wine. They're so fresh. I so can, fresh. Yeah. yeah imagine picking that up in a like a, a supermarket Aldi bottle shop. A bottle of your freshest wine, please. Chop, chop. Um, <laughs> no, we're good on that. No, but it was good. It was a good place. I had a nice meal there, too. It was good. good now, what's, what's your wine there? knowledge like? Yep. Because my wine knowledge is Shit. quite appalling. My, my beer knowledge is reasonable, not as, as high as yours, but... Yeah, my, my wine knowledge is, is shit. I know what I like. 
I like a dry white. That's my go-to. Like a, a red every now and then. Hate the sweet shit except for dessert wines. That's as yeah, far as I, I get I'm into on wines. I, you would like you would like this ter- this Central Coast territorial wine, Tony. It's it's right in your wheelhouse. It's very dry. There, I actually love the dry reds. I mean, all everything is dry. Everything is served about fifth about like forty degrees temperature yep. because they just taste better chilled even the reds because they have um they're they're so dry and so um they're so forward with the f- actual fruit flavor um instead of it being like that fake supermarket fruit flavor you know what i mean that has like yep. that purple flavor i don't know um these these have have kind of a purely like it's like eating you know has like eating a cold grape type flavor you know yep with some sort of funk around it and and i i really did enjoy these wines this was this was i don't know much about them and people talk about and when we were at these appointments the the the, the folks we were with the, our friends we were with know a lot more about this stuff than we do so the people are talking to them like everybody in the in the crowd knows something so they're using a lot of acronyms <laughs> and and i'm like uh, bah, you know i don't know anything about this, this is cool um but they were very, very tasty, um, very tasty wines. And I, I appreciated the, um, I at least could appreciate, it, it felt more like beer because I could tell the difference, if, if yep. that makes sense. It does. You know, you know what I mean? Sometimes with these wines, I'm just like, I'm too stupid, I don't get it. Yeah, is that? But is I that could the... sit there and like, I could detect that there's something, this one's drier, this one's sweeter, this one's more minerally, this one's more... Um, sweet. This one's more fruit forward. This one's more clean. You know, it's just like yep. beer where you can sort of detect those, some of those clear differences. Um, I wouldn't do a blind tasting and be able to do it, but knowing going in up front, just like with beer where you're like, aha, I get it. You know, I yeah, see what you're yeah. going when for. When you here. see made sense to me. Hefeweizen on a beer list. You and I know what to expect out of a Hefeweizen. Right. And yeah, I, I think if you've got a basic knowledge of wine, you know what you're going to get. You know, the difference between a white zin and a, a pinot noir, you yeah. know those differences out of hand. Do you know the intricacies? No, um, but yeah, you should be able to tell those things off the yep. bat. If there is if there is any painful part of this experience, Tony, it was that these are the people we were staying with, our friends we were staying with, um, lived a mere. Oh, we'll say half mile or so from the Firestone Walker Barrel Works, uh, and I I didn't get to go because um, oh, we just no. they they they, cl- they closed very early oh. on Sunday, and we went Sons to dinner. And I I wouldn't have given up that dinner. The dinner was excellent. We we cracked open up some wine. I mean, we had a great time <laughs> at dinner. But um, I I was like, damn, it was right there, you know. That said, I went to the Propagator last year in in Santa Monica, so you know whatever. I guess I maybe I missed out on a pour of Hel Dorado or something, but we'll we'll get over it. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then, so Tony, from there we busted out, went went north and and east. Um, did drive past, drove past the big Firestone Walker Brewery too, but at like nine a.m. Um, in Paso Robles. Uh, it's huge, by the way. Huge. I mean, yeah, well, really, is, really big. A lot of space in there. That is a uh, big operation. When you think of how, yeah, they, they, that, how they sort of 
marketed themselves. This is not a boutique brewery. Firestone Walker is a great, great brewery, but with great sort of a great big footprint. And they've always wanted that. I mean, what? They've never been shy. What did they get for that? What did Duval pay for that? A billion, a billion dollars, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was a billion two or something like that. Nuts. So we drove past that. That was cool from the highway to see it and wave at it and go, damn, you guys got DBA in there? That's cool. All right, whatever. So zip by that, and we drove to Tahoe. Um, Tony, I'm not familiar. Not sure if you're familiar with that area of the world at all. The the Tahoe Lake Tahoe area. I'm familiar um, that it does have a work. couple of casinos. It's like Lake Maggie, except it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's it's in Nevada. So it's Nevada. It, it's Nevada California border. Um, there's this big beautiful lake, and there's this there's a little beach, and then there's this big ass mountain that you can see out over it. And it's maybe one of the most beautiful places I've been to in the States. It's insane to go out there. So we walked. So it's funny because there's this little drag, main drag in South, the South Lake Tahoe portion that crosses over to Nevada. And we stayed on the Nevada side, but uh, you can just walk over to the California side. There's like all these little shops and stuff. But so we were in the California side, and when you cross into the Nevada side, the entrance to the casinos is like four feet <laughs> from the state line. <laughs> so they're really maximizing the space. Um, so Harris and Harris and Harvey's are right there. You can walk right in and and start gambling. Um, we stayed at the Mont Blue, which was the uh, one of the other casinos, and there's a Hard Rock over there too. Um, Actually, liked the Hard Rock was probably my favorite one. That wow. was probably the best, probably the best spot. It wasn't quite. These are these are some. These casinos have some years on them. They oh, feel course. more like I would say they feel like downtown casinos. Which are the mainly. kind of casinos I love. I love yeah, a few I think years on a casino. You would have a nice. If when you come back, Tony, I think you would have a really nice time in Tahoe. That's probably the biggest recommendation I would give out of this trip. Is I had more fun in Tahoe than I thought I would. Um, it was really nice. Uh, there's a oyster palace station style oyster bar in the hard rock also that Kelly and I went to and had some pan roast, ate some oysters, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, that was awesome. Um, and you can just walk around that main drag. All the casinos are right next to each other. So yep. you just walk, you can just kind of cross around between them and, and bounce around and drink gin or whatever and walk around just like it's a tiny little tiny baby Vegas. I mean, it's, it's fun. You got the big mountain in the distance. Very beautiful. Um, did drive over, did go to a brewery in South Lake Tahoe there called South of North. I posted a picture of it on Instagram. You guys can take a look. Very beautiful brewery right there. Um, it looks very nature heavy. The funny thing is, if I would have taken a picture the other direction, you would have just seen the back parking lot of Harvey's <laughs> of the fucking casino. Um, but if you look on the California side and, and to the north, West, you see the big mountain and the lake and everything. But if you look to the southeast, you just see casino shit, um, which is amazing. And I, I honestly, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. Now, uh, did the you take was good? Tasty beers, they're good. Did you take the drive up to Reno? Because um, mm-hmm. Reno is kind of one of those places that fascinates me in the fact that it just seems like um, Vegas, but already in a post-apocalyptic landscape because it seems to have died in a way. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure what to think of Reno. I didn't really do any gambling there or anything. We didn't go to the casinos at all or do any of that. We did. We drove up there because I wanted to hit. I, I love Revision Brewing. It's a they're they're very popular in Vegas, um, but they're based in Reno, um, or in Sparks, I guess it, it's Sparks, Nevada. But um, so across the freeway, basically. Yeah, so, so literally down the street, whatever. But um, I I think their beers were excellent, and I had a great time at the brewery. Their beers were great, nice sort of. It, it reminded me of a Chicago style tap room, very industrial feeling. Um, but good West Coast IPAs. They make great West Coast IPA, and they make great stout. Barrel aged stout is killer from Revision. So really, really good uh, brewery there. A couple other good ones in Reno that we didn't get get to, but like Imbibe and um, and Lead Dog. But but we enjoyed. Uh, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Revision quite a bit. It's about forty five minutes from Tahoe to Reno. Yep. Um, so we drove out there one one afternoon and then just drove back to Tahoe. You just got to drive up and down the mountain. Pretty much, um, so your so your your car, you, you, it takes about half a tank of gas to do it, but that's all right. Um, so Tahoe, I highly recommend to people if you haven't done it, give give it a shot. I would not drive there from Vegas. I know they're in the same state. Nevada is a very big state. Do not drive to Tahoe from Vegas. It's seven and a half hours probably. <laughs> I would well, just hop a sixty dollar flight is yeah, what I would do. It, it's. Yes, they're in the same state, but Vegas is tucked down in a tiny little corner. It's not like Vegas in the is in the middle of Nevada. Yeah. It's tucked down in well, a and tiny. Reno's in in a different corner. So yeah. it's in the yeah. opposite corner. So <laughs> don't go there. Yeah, it's not up in the in um, the wasteland near the border, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a hike. So from Tahoe, we drove to Park City, um, home of Sundance. Yeah. Uh, only stayed a night there. It was a short stay, uh, but we did check out the High West Distillery. I'm not sure, sure if you're familiar with High West. I didn't need, even know that um, Utah had a legal distillery in it because I know they have weird um, beer laws, or is that just a Salt Lake City thing in Utah? They have all kinds of weird weird laws in Utah. I don't know how they have it either. I didn't dig into it, but it was open when I went and had a nice uh, had a nice dinner and drank two really good cocktails. <laughs> Um, from the bourbon distillery and walked out of there with two bottles of double rye. So I was pretty happy with my trip to high West. Um, and so we, we busted out of park city and then went to Fort Collins, which was probably the big beer highlight of the trip was Fort Collins. Um, an amazing city, uh, college town, pretty much a college town with just a beer town thrown in it. Um, so oh, I was actually- graduation going on. It was wild. I was actually going to ask you about that. Why did it become this mecca for brewing? Like, I I know Colorado has always had a, a sort of culture of of being a place where breweries sort of spring up, but Fort Collins seems to be on a whole nother level compared to the rest of the state. I'm just wondering why that sort of transpired. Um, I don't know. I would guess New Belgium or Odell kicked it off, and then it it just it just spiraled from there, right? So. Of you course, know, well, it's sort of. Why didn't I think of those two coming from there? That they, yeah, the, uh, two of the big OGs. If you were had had yeah. to rate those two, who would be number one and number two out of the OGs? It's they're so different. I think Odell makes beers that I like more, right? If that makes sense. See, I, I would reverse makes, the order. 
I think Odell uh, makes beer that I is more of my speed. Um, I'm not a huge fat tire drinker, but I no. It's hard to find it good, but I like La Folie. I like. Yes. Um, That's why it'd be number you one know, for those me. Sour beers and stuff. Yeah, the Transatlantic Creek. They're they're a little bracing. Oh yeah. wise, <laughs> they sure are. Um, I like the Odell Barrel. I think the Odell Barrel program for okay. barrel aged stuff is like peak. I mean, they have a nice and and they just release it all year. They have a Boulevard vibe about them where they're just cranking out good barrel aged beer like all the fucking time. And you wouldn't believe it. And they also, they've made beers that are just sneaky. They made an Imperial double Pilsner once or something. They had a double Pilsner that was so good. I love that beer. Um, uh, Odell and Odell's tap room is also just the most fun because food trucks every day and live music every single day. So, uh, and it's not, it's not lady mumbling into the microphone, live music. It's like good live music. So. Um, they have they have a good setup there at Odell. Highly highly recommend both of them though. I I've heard the New Belgium tour is unbelievable. Um, in both places where they're based because they have that big that big facility in Asheville, North Carolina too. But um, highly recommend the the New Belgium stuff and and Odell's a great a great hangout. But I would guess what happened is those two popped up and just like anywhere else that has two big breweries. The the individual brewers or maybe a, a assistant brewer or something at those places maybe burned out, um, and and or or was just looking to start their own project, and then they they start their own project in a town where they feel like they know they have the opportunity to do it. Right, land was yep. probably cheaper there to get than it was in Denver uh, or in Boulder for that matter, and they said, well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna brew here in Fort Collins, and that's how you have, you know, however many. Uh, little breweries that have popped up. Um, you know, there's not a ton in Fort Collins proper of just breweries, though, I would say, either. Because, um, like, Funkworks is there, and there's a, there's a couple other sneaky ones, like Prost is there uh, that does lagers. But, um, like, we went to Weldworks and, and, and Wiley, and they're in Greeley. And I would guess they're in Greeley because exactly what I said. It's cheap to get property, you know, because yep. Colorado is not cheap right now. You know, um, it's beautiful out there, you know? So they're out in the plains a little bit because it's a little cheaper to, to brew there. But, um, yeah, Fort Collins is, is lovely. I would highly recommend to anybody who goes out there to go to the beer bar called tap and handle. Um, one of the best beer bars in the country. Um, pretty widely recognized for that. Um, and they had, I mean, I, I think I mentioned they had heady and focal cans, so can't beat that. Um, a, an insanely good tap list of very diverse beers, including some beer stop lager house stuff, uh, an heirloom corn lager, the Hellas from beer Stott, a lot of good sour beer, a lot of stuff from the local breweries, Weldworks, Wiley, um, et cetera. So highly recommend tab and handle and pretty good food too. I would say some good snacks. So, um, that's a great spot for Collins ended up with a couple cans of heady and focal for the ride home, uh, which was great. And then we went out to Weldworks and, and Wiley, as we talked about a little bit last time, which were both yep. lovely, drank some fancy stout at Weldworks, drank some weird Kool-Aid beer at Wiley a plus. I love them. Um, good beers there. So Colorado, just, you know, you're a great place. I, I'd probably never live there. Actually, I don't think I ever would. 
I'm done with snow and done with winter, but uh, you do get a lot of sunlight during the summer, so maybe I'll make I'll, I'll be making an appearance at some point. I'm sure. Um, so from there, Tony, we went to Kansas City. That was a long drive. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a nine and a half hour drive through the entire state of Kansas, um, end to end through Kansas. Uh, a, a truly empty place. Um, did eat a Jimmy John's. They did. I found a Jimmy John's, Tony. That was fun. Uh, so I got to, uh, buy a sandwich from that guy who sat on the dead hippo or whatever on his boat or whatever the hell that was. Who did um, rich person shit. That's what that comes yep. across as. That was cool when he did that, when he, wasn't he naked on the hippo or shark or something? What was that? I think it was a hippo. I'm not sure whether he was naked, but. He was barely close. I can't. He, yeah, he looked like a hippo too. It's good. <laughs> um, went to Kansas City. Uh, we talked about this already. Went to Boulevard. Went to Casey Beer. I think we talked about Casey Beer, which was like the lager brewery in Kansas City. Killer stuff. Great lager brewery. Um, Boulevard was friggin' packed, and it's Missouri too. So it was a total fucking free for all in there. No masks, nothing. Whatever. No. I mean, I guess I'm vaxxed up for this purpose specifically, but <laughs> holy shit. It was just like walking around. Nobody cared. Oh. It was, it was Missouri dickhead in there. Just walking around without a mask. It was very wonderful. Was there a big difference between the Kansas city side of Kansas city and the Missouri side in, in that, or because it was, they shared the same border. People didn't give a fuck regardless on what I'll be side of the you. I'm guessing. I would guess the Kansas side is even more fucked up. <laughs> um, would be my guess. Um, you know, there's only we we drove past it, but there's one city in Kansas that ever made sense to me, and it's Lawrence. Um, Lawrence is where KU is, where Kansas University is, um, and. It's just, it's just sort of this bohemian outpost in total hell. And then um, Missouri has two. Missouri, Kansas City is mostly... So I would guess most of the people hanging out in Boulevard that are not wearing masks and acting like dick are not from Kansas City. They're from... Missouri. Fucking Missouri or Kansas. Somewhere in the, in the middle of the suburbs. You know, rich yep. suburbs or in the God knows where. Um, I would guess that so Kansas city tends to be a pretty fun place to be. That's not total freaks the whole time. Same with St. Louis actually, but in between is, I mean, it's Arkansas in the middle. It's just, it's Arkansas. So whatever, make of that what you will, but that's what's in between. That's what's in between Kansas City and St. Louis is Arkansas. <laughs> so we had a nice time in Kansas City, stayed with some wonderful friends who put us up um, in their lovely home and fed us and fed us some delicious steaks, actually, because they do have good, they, they eat nice beef out there in, in, in Missouri and Kansas and Colorado. So we actually had some nice, some nice steaks, had a nice time. Drank some ten-year-old beers from my friend's basement. Um, because did I, did I mention this the last show? I did. I think that my buddy had. Um, we stayed at my. Fr it was my friend's house. But my friend lives in Boston, <laughs> so he stayed with his parents because we've been friends with them for uh, family friends with with them for years. Um, and he's like, "You got to come 
come pick out some of Todd's beers and drink them. I'm like, all right, because they've been sitting there forever. So we drank some 10-year-old Boulevard, Boulevard Quad and Imper- Barrel-Aged Quad and Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout, which actually held up really well. Um, the Quad, I thought, was surprisingly good. I, I really liked it, but um, pretty pretty well, pretty pretty uh, pretty dry, I would say, but but tasted really, really good. Um, so from Kansas City, went to St. Louis. Just spent the night in St. Louis, went to Four Hands, Good brewery has an arcade upstairs. Played some ski ball. It was pretty good. And then um, the only place I want to talk about in St. Louis, Tony, are you familiar with Fat Tuesdays? Is that um, or like in Vegas? Yes. Yeah. We um, during one of the Tycons, we had a um, drinking competition where Phobes absolutely dominated. Where we um, got a. What are they, like a margarita or whatever they are, the frozen drinks? Big, big slushy thing, yeah. Yep. And you have to get the shot of 151 for a buck. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. And, and yep. yeah, then we had a competition where you had to drink it through a straw and there was about 12 of us oh. that entered this competition and, yeah, Phobes dominated. First thing Phobes has ever oh, wow. dominated oh. in his life. <laughs> Congrats to him. Um, so... In St. Louis, I don't know if you knew this, but there is also there is no open container law in the Missouri side of St. Louis. You can walk around with booze. Nice. Um, now, we didn't, but they have a place that has the big frozen spinner things like Fat Tuesdays. It's called Narwhal's Crafted. You know what the narwhal is, I presume. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, narwhal's Crafted. But they have, like, good flavors of good versions of these frozen drinks that they will serve you in those styrofoam cups. Um, so I just want to give you, actually, I want to, I want to tell you some of the flavors that are available to you and see what you think of some of these. Um, let's see if I can, okay, that's not going to work. Sorry, Tony, I have to, um, try to type my birthday in here to see the, oh no, no. How uh, archaic is this system where you have to type in your, your birthday? Just ask me if I'm 21 or to, not. For fuck's sake. Actually, yeah, right, whatever. All right, so let me tell you some of the flavors they have right now and and see if you think these are better than what they have at Fat Tuesday. So we have a, a berry mint julep. This has Ezra Brooks bourbon, fresh strawberry, blueberry, and blackberry puree with mint and lemon and lime. And that sounds nice, doesn't it? It does. The bourbon slush, Ezra Brooks bourbon, black tea, burnt brown sugar, simple yes. syrup, and orange and lemon. This Fuck is one yeah. I had. It was fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is better than Fat Tuesdays. Cherry blossom mojito, silver rum, elderflower liqueur, overproof rum, cherry blossom, mint infused simple syrup, house grenadine, and lime. Uh, let me find another good one for you. They have a couple sweeter ones, but they don't. They still don't sound too bad. Um, how about the Hurricane Tony? You'd like that, the Hurricane Tony. Uh, coconut rum, spiced rum, blueberry-infused simple syrup, pineapple, orange, and lemon. I mean, these are like legit they frozen are. drinks. This place fucking blew me my mind. I could not <laughs> comprehend this place. I was like... Fuck, I, no Fat Tuesday sucks ass. This is so stupid, these frozen drinks. But these taste so good, and they look so good, and they don't hurt my stomach. 
they were insanely tasty. I um I cannot rec- you got to if you get to St. Louis and I highly recommend people go to St. Louis. I've talked I've talked about St. Louis on here a lot. If you like breweries, that same diaspora type effect that I talk about with New Belgium and Odell happened tenfold with Anheuser Busch with all kinds of local breweries popping up of of pretty skilled, experienced brewers. And then you got to check this Narwhal's Crafted place out because it's fucking crazy. Sounds amazing. It, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. And you can take them to go. You can put them in your car. You can't drink them if you're the driver, but it's arm's length rule in Missouri. So you can you can you can be you can be a passenger and suck your uh, crappy drink down. It's or, well, your good drink here, your good drink down. It's good. It's sort of like New Orleans, Tony. Got a little bit of the New Orleans vibe in there. So that's my St. Louis recommendation. And then Tony, we came home. And now I'm breaking apart my house and selling shit for $5 and trying to get the fuck out of here as fast as I can so that my allergies can go away. So Now, quick question in regards to that. Did you sell the treadmill or did you give away the treadmill? Did it go? I, I have given away one of my treadmills. How many treadmills um, do you own? Uh, so I, I actually gave away the one that works. Um, it was a manual, though. Have you ever used a manual treadmill? Is there any other kind? Oh, yes, I know them with the rollers. No, no motor. No motor. Yeah, you just got to make it. Oh, it's hard as shit, dude. <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, I ain't taking this with me. So this is gonna, this can just go away. Um, the other one, I don't know. I, I, my, my, um, the guy who is, who is doing the, the fixing up and, and flipping of the house said, he's like, if you leave anything here, we can just put it in the curb and throw it in the garbage. I'm like, aha, that's my out for this fucking thing because. I've had like 30 people reach out to me for it and none of them will pick it up. So I don't know. What do you want from me? I don't know what they, they expect me to move it for free. I don't know what their expectation is, but um, I won't be doing that. It'll just go in the garbage and it'll get shredded up. And nobody can ever use it again. So sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, Whatever. you also were trying to get rid of an organ. Were you able to get rid of the organ or is that moving with you to Kelly's parents' place? The organ will not be coming with me to Kelly's parents' place. I don't care if it moves or not. Um, I did reach out to a friend who has some experience with people who collect vintage instruments. So maybe. We'll see. This Um, is no 58 Les Paul Gibson, though. Let's be honest. It's not antique. It's vintage. That's what I would like to clarify. It's not antique. It's vintage. It is just some old, which means I just I'm just clarifying. It's worthless. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's worthless. So noted. Whatever you know, if you want it. Um. All right, Tony. Uh, enough garbage. You guys know about what I did now on my trip. It was fun. It took a long time, and uh, we had a nice time. Uh, it was nice to be on vacation. And then we came home and have to uh, panic sell our lives away. That's fine. But in the meantime, Tony, why don't we play a game? And today's game is going to be a version of... I spent some time on this one. You know I spent some time when it's time for two brews and a lie. Oh, there we go. I was going to the wrong game. Beer. 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 That was a lie. Yes, perfect. All right, maybe no problems. Well, everything's yes. fine. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's let us move on to the game after having that perfect drop and re-entrance. No <laughs> issue. Um, 
So today's Two Brews and a Lie Edition, Tony, is based on that very road trip I just talked about forever. And okay. three days uh, is a road trip edition of Two Brews where I have three beers from all of, not all, from three of the breweries <laughs> I went to. And uh, you have to tell me which one of these I made up with my in my mind's eye, as it were. Okay. Uh, as I envisioned as a possibility. And some of them I made up because I thought it'd be a good idea, honestly. And I think they should make it. So you can guess which one that was. But uh, I got three breweries here. We got uh, six beers that are real and three that are made up. Let's see if you can get them. Okay. Here's round one. Tony, are you ready? I am absolutely ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right, Tony, here's the first one. The first beer is called Sangria. This is from Wiley Roots. Sorry. So the first round is all Wiley Roots. Okay. All from Wiley Roots. We talked about them last week, played a game with them last week. This is in the same vein as the game, we'll say. So your first version uh, of this uh, of this Wiley Roots, first brand from Wiley Roots, as it were, is Sangria Slush. This is a sour ale with pureed oranges, lemons, and... And lemon, sorry, with Pinot Noir and Syrah grape must. Okay. So this is a sangria. Yeah, Are you familiar, you're familiar with sangria. Who I isn't familiar, familiar with a big jug with wine and fruit yep. in it? That's what this is all about. Yep. So this one, I'll, what I'll give you here, I'll give you the alcohol and the rating. The alcohol on this one is 4.6%. The rating is 3.82 on sangria slush. Sour ale with pureed oranges and lemons with Pinot Noir and Syrah grape must. Okay, everything seems to check out there. That makes sense in the All right. middle ground territory, that one. Here's your next one. This one's getting a little wacky. All right, here we go. This one's called Double Cherry Vanilla Limeade Slush. <laughs> this Double look- Cherry Vanilla Limeade Slush. Sour ale with double the amount of pureed sweet cherry, sweet cherry juice, and limes with vanilla, 4.6 and 3.94 rating on this one, double cherry vanilla, limeade slush from Wiley Roots. This sounds like something that should have been at the Narwhal place. This would have made a great <laughs> frozen want, drink. Yeah, want, actually, a game I thought of, Tony, and not to spoil a future one is that I wanted to do, is this a drink from Narwhal's Crafted or a beer? <laughs> and I had, I was kind of getting it ready. I had two or three written down, and I was like, I don't like this enough. So moved on to this. All right, next up, you go. Next one, and it keeps it keeps getting wilder. It's wild. Uh, this one's called Gin Barrel Swamp Water Slush. Tony, are you familiar with swamp water? Swamp water coolers, yes, but no. As far as a drink, no. I don't know what swamp water is. So swamp water uh, is probably, I think, what we refer to in Illinois as a suicide. Oh, okay. I'm familiar um, with the suicide. Where you mix all the pops, you mix all the pops together in yep. the in the soda fountain. Yeah. This is gin barrel swamp water slush. It says 10 2020 here. Oh, Wow. Wow. Yeah. Actually, they've been better the last hour. And, uh, now my sneezes are kicking up. We're good. All right. Sour ale with all of the slushes we have available at the time. In this case, it was blue, purple, hot pink, 
strawberry coconut, and watermelon limeade, then aged in a 477 distillery gin barrel for three months. So this one's getting a 3.77. This one comes in at 4.9%. So gin barrel, swamp water slush. I think that means October 2020, based on the description. So... Those are your three, Tony. Sangria, double cherry vanilla limeade, and gin barrel swamp water. Okay. Who's who's the made-up one? The front runner is um, the one in the middle. The other two, they seem reasonable. The last one, gross description, but it makes sense. It's essentially just a, a barrel scraps beer, and they do that all the time. The first one, sangria, yeah, I can see them doing that. The middle one sounds delicious, but it sounds more like a frozen drink, so I'm going to pick the middle one. The middle one for me is what I would think is the fake beer, and I think that's the one you want made. Uh, Tony, you're incorrect. I made up the last one. Gin Barrel Swamp Water Slush is a Griff special, and it is something I want made, to be fair. (laughs) I would love to try this. Uh, It sounds (laughs) fucked up and weird. And actually, this combo was what was fast because I made up the combo. I was scrolling through all the slushes <laughs> and made up blue, purple, hot pink, strawberry, coconut, and watermelon limeade. And then I looked up the distillery, just for the record. So um, that was a good one by me. I was proud of that one. And I do actually want that beer. So that's all right. So Tony, you're over one. Sorry. Oh. Double cherry vanilla limeade, I would love to try. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Um, and that one ha- had the highest rating too. All right, next up, I'm sticking in Colorado, Tony, with these because they're really the two craziest breweries I went to. So it's the only ones that you can <laughs> that I can find anything good on. And this is Weldworks. So now you got Weldworks, and you're going to have to deal with more Berliner Weiss. Nice. And I'm going to try not to laugh while I read these because I'll give it away. All right. Okay, here we go. The first one, Tony, is called Candy Corn Sour. And here's the description. Dear world, meet Candy Corn Sour. We took a half barrel of our Berliner Weiss style base ale and treated it with silly amounts of candy corn that we pureed in-house, which was a sight to behold in and of itself. Uh, This one's getting a 3.77 and is 4.5%. Alcohol, and that sounds gross. Ugh. Yeah, pure pureed candy corn, Tony. Yuck. Mm. Not a funny. Here's your next. Here's your next one. This one's called X plus Y equals crazy delicious. The only guys we could ask to help us solve this tricky equation are our friends up the road at Cerebral Brewing. So we spent a lazy Sunday coming up with the answer and brewing up this Berliner Weiss with 500 pounds of red vines and an irresponsible amount of PIB extra syrup. <laughs> what is PIB? That's the I was laughing at the red vine. I'm not sure what PIB is. Do you know what Mr. PIB is? Are you familiar with Mr. PIB? Oh, Mr. PIB's the, um, like, Dr. Pepper knockoff, is Dr. it? Dr. Pepper, yeah. It's a Dr. Pepper knockoff, yeah. Are you familiar with the? I, I I think I know the reference to this. It's um, are you familiar with the? I I think this is a, a Lonely Island joint. Okay. This is yep. Pointing out early Andy Sandberg. 
Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, uh, so there you go. Red Vines and Pib Extra on that. X plus Y equals Crazy Delicious. 4.01 rating on that. It's 4.8% alcohol. And here's your last one. This is called Churro Laser Sword Fight. <laughs> Great name. And this is 4.2%, 3.98 rating. Uh, it's a sour wheat ale brewed with churros, cinnamon, milk sugar, and Madagascar vanilla. Churro Laser Sword Fight. So those are your three, Tony, from Weldworks. Candy Corn Sour. X plus Y equals Crazy Delicious. And Churro Laser Sword Fight. Who you got? Uh, churro Laser Sword Fight has to be a beer. That sounds fucking delicious. Way to go. Um, so I'm going to discount that. I hate candy corn. And I think a lot of people hate candy corn, so I don't think this beer is getting as good a rating as you're putting up. So that's where I'm leaning to. The middle one, X plus Y equals delicious. Um, doesn't really make sense as a beer, though. That's the thing that's throwing me off. But I'm going to go away from the middle one. I'm going to go to the first one because I hate candy corn that much. I don't understand how people can like it, even in a beer, even in a well-crafted beer. Be fucked. That, that, no way that beer is getting rated so highly. You're going with the first one? Yes, I am going with the first one. All right. Tony, I've got your number today because the Fuck. first one is real. Candy corn sour Fuck. is real. X plus Y equals crazy delicious. I did make up. Um, it was based on a Lonely Island song uh, called Lazy Sunday, if you've ever heard this. And uh, it was Mr. Pibbs and Red Vines equals crazy delicious was the line in the song. See, and uh, I did throw in the stupid collab with Cerebral because they do equation named beers. Just patting myself on the back for how I came up with that that good beer. That was very good. As you should. I I know their <laughs> stuff, but I don't know it like the back of my hand. I couldn't ever no, reference their stuff. I've, I've watched it once or twice, but yeah, I, I reference. I was I was over. hoping I was hoping you couldn't because if you could, you would know. Um, yep. If you knew, if you knew <laughs> that it was a Lonely Island song, I think you would have. I think you would have rotted, rooted me out there. But all right, this. Here's round three. I think round three is going to be... See, I have a bad feel for this, so maybe I'm going to be way off. But this one feels like it's going to be tricky, too. Let's see how I do. Um, So the third round beers are all from Casey Beer, which is a lager brewery, typically. So uh, this should be interesting. And they just named their beers after the style. So typically, I'll point out, because they... It's not they they've brewed other stuff. I don't want it I don't want it to sound like they've brewed only beers that are Reinheinsgebot of by nature. They've brewed other stuff, but they a lot of their beers tend to be lager driven. Gotcha. So here's the first one. Maybach. It's a Maybach. <laughs> so the description is a medium bodied Amberbach lager. Maybach's rich caramel and honey malt flavors come from double decoction mashing with hundred percent imported Pilsner Vienna malt. While its moderate bitterness comes from all imported Bavarian pearl hops, its clean, silky smooth finish comes from weeks of cold lagering with pure Bavarian Ondex lager yeast, naturally carbonated, 5.9% and a 3.71 for the Casey Beer Maybach. 
okay. Really got nothing to go on there. Sounds like a standard yeah. beer description. Here's another one for you. This one's called Boat Parade. It's a stout. Uh, Boat Parade is an imperial stout brewed with unmalted barley, oats, vanilla beans, and cacao nibs. We lost a Super Bowl bet to Cigar City Brewing in Tampa and had to brew a beer of their choosing and name it after their team's victory. This beer is rich, sweet, and tastes like defeat. 4.17, 12.5% alcohol. Okay, the unmalted barley thing is the one that... Question mark, question mark. And here's the third one. This is called Cut Busser. And it's under the historical beer category. This surprisingly dry wheat-based beer originated in the town of Cutbus and is one of the few beers we brew that does not follow the Rheinheinskeboot principles. This beer is medium-bodied but dry. The body comes from a cereal mash of Pilsner malt, wheat, and flaked oats. After fermenting with German ale yeast, we add a dose of honey and molasses, then allow it to cold condition for six weeks before serving. This is us at our most traditional and most rebellious all at once. It's a 3.45 for this and 4.2%. That makes sense as a historic beer. That one is real. Again, it's down to the first two. Something didn't ring true about the first one. The pearl hops, they're a thing. But I don't think you can be that exact on your yeast in your marketing. So I'm going to say... It's the first beer based on that criteria. There's probably something I'm missing, something very simple that you've you've tripped me up on that, that just shouldn't have rang true for me, but I'm going to say it's the first beer. Tony, you went 0 for 3. I am on my shit today. Yes, I have I have destroyed it. My my game my brain is at full optimum performance. Um, I have regrouped after a couple of weeks of um, being out of the loop, and we have we have put the travels and the drama of the beer industry not behind us, but squarely in front of us, and just looking forward. And my brain is at optimum performance as I have destroyed you in this game. You did not get any of them right. Cottbusser was fake. Um, I did make it up because I was I I. Just the the random knowledge I have, I remembered off color made <laughs> off color made cut buster a few years ago, and I pretty much just looked up what the style was and reworded the name of it, which was a trick for English papers in college. If you're wondering, so just a heads up. <sighs> so there you go. Didn't stand. Tony goes over three. He doesn't have to live in a well though, because we didn't come up with anything for this game. He just has to be normal, I guess, for a <laughs> while. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brutal. Put me in lockdown um, for a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might get that anyways. We uh, Tony, I actually tried the boat parade, and it was fucking good. Um, it turns out brewing a bunch of lager all day and then getting to just make a big fat stout without having to do anything to it and dump some vanilla in there, you you might just make – you're just going to be good at it. Funny about that. Get your basics right, very, you're going to be good. Yeah, that shit was extremely, extremely good. Um, I didn't have any of the Weldworks ones. And I didn't have any of the Wiley Roots ones either. But I, I, don't, I don't like candy corn, so I highly highly doubt I would ever try the candy corn sour. I think it's nasty. Yep, that is. Um, really bad. So, Tony, that's it. That's the game. 
Uh, why don't we tell these nice folks where they can where they can get a hold of us? Um, you can find us. Um, well, in our homes at least for the next week because I'm in lockdown. So yep. yay for me. Um, but if you want to find us, and, on- I st- and I still live here. Just for the record, I'm still here in my house for for temporarily. Yes, but if you want to find us, there's a couple of places online. Hit us up through the contacts that Griff is going to mention for our Discord. Cool things happening there. Um, Nick Talk will make you jealous. Um, Mm -hmm. Other people will put up their their bets for the NBA playoffs, um, and Mm -hmm. that'll be interesting. Philly lead the series 2-0 against Washington. By the time this comes out, they should have... um, had a sweep at the very least it will be a gentleman sweep they won't go past five games in that series um but if you want to hit us up i would say one of the places you can do it passively is on untapped i'm saint moz on untapped your griff ad on untapped of course they can email us where can they find that email address griff yeah email us beerengineshow at gmail.com hit us up on instagram we're beerenginepod on instagram and yes get on the discord so so ping us on Instagram or email, and we will reward you with a link to the Discord, and you can look at our posts. You don't have to post. There's lots lurk. of people who don't post. You can just lurk. It's fine. It's the TAI forums for a new era, except no Toxicity. gross shit. Yep. We will not be having any gross shit, and uh, nobody will be stalking me outside my house. It just is going to be the rule for a while. And no um, rando. And hell yeah. Yeah, isn't that a shame? <laughs> no. I was in Reno when I was in when I was in Reno. I was like, "Damn, I'm going like the rando tour right now." I was like, <laughs> I felt like I was on the on the randos the rando hunt. I was looking for the Seagull Suites in ran in rando in Reno. <laughs> um, I wonder if he went to Tahoe at all. No, there's no way he went to. It's so it's so much nicer than Reno, Tony. I mean, just the way it looks is just it's just a much more beautiful place. You know, you know what a place is that stinks that's right there is Carson City. Yikes. <laughs> don't, don't bother with that. Hooey, that ain't good. Not good? All right, gang. Yeah, no, there's nothing there you want. I think there's like a there's like a different version of Jerry's Nugget or something there. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang, I'm going to I'm gonna take some Benadryl and get rid of these allergies. Um, Tony, any last words? Man, there are a lot of seagull sweets in Reno. Lots. Wonder how many of those. Did you, did you look it up? I did. I can see four <laughs> within two blocks of each other. Uh, yeah, there's there were like three within two blocks of where I was living in Vegas. So who knows? It's right near the right, Circus King. Circus. If you know where that is. Well, the Circus Circus Reno is nice. I just just as a last comment here, Circus Circus Reno, and this is a funny thing that is this is five, some five hundred by midnight type shit right here, <laughs> is that the Circus Circus Reno is owned by Caesars. And the Circus Circus Vegas is MGM. And if that makes any sense, you can you can blow your... I mean, I, I'm nuts. I mean, I don't get it, but that's just how it works. And, and the one in Reno just got renovated, and it's supposed to be, like, nice. So who the hell knows what's going on with Circus Circus? If you know what's going on with Circus Circus, email us, show at gmail.com. Subject line, here's what's going on with Circus Circus. Um, all right, gang, we'll be back next week for sure. Uh, maybe a little less sporadic than we thought for the next couple of weeks, and then we'll see what happens after that. Thanks, y'all. See you.